right. So, Patrick, do you want to start with, hopefully you're canceling you and your wife and your family are canceling your Christmas plans because Fauci has said you cannot make plans. <laughs> so I hope I hope you have no plans to see your future uh, son-in-law. Or guy, you guys better stay put. You know. Which, I, by the way, my husband listened to our episode last week and he thinks we're wrong about the vaccines. He thinks that we are wrong, that we should be all wearing masks, that you and I are, um, you know, inaccurate, that we do have to protect the vulnerable. And in this case, there are morons in this country, but we need to keep wearing masks. Dan is 100 percent wrong. That was his. Tuesday. I. Get it either. I say to him, why do you no. have to wear a mask at an outdoor event? No. Because well, you're why close do you have to wear to a mask at an all indoor vaccinated event? Why do I even have to wear a mask indoor as a vaccinated person? I don't give a shit if you're unvaccinated. The only unvaccinated people I care about are the kids, right? And by the way, if your kid's unvaccinated, put them in a damn mask, but not outside because I see kids walking to school with their masks outside. And I'm like, you're, you're literally destroying your kid's life right now. I mean, like the fear you're creating in your kid that you're forcing your kid to wear a mask walking to school outside is just it's absurd. Who are these people? And by the way, I've said this before on this. Who are these people driving in their cars by themselves with a mask on? (laughs) Unless you're a freaking Uber driver. And even then, until you get a passenger, don't put your mask on. (laughs) I see people do that every day. What are we doing? Seriously. Oh, you got to be vaccinated. Got to be vaccinated. Flatten the curve. Uh, Oh, the metrics, you know, positivity rates got to be under, you know, 10%, get under 5%. And now it's all cases per 100,000. So I tweeted out last week. And I've been saying all along that we went from what we believe was science-based decisions on how to address the pandemic to arbitrary arbitrary metrics x positivity rate x per hundred thousand cases all that stuff so in montgomery county maryland the county i live in if you look at their six metrics right okay they're all either in low transmission risk or moderate the only one in what's called substantial is the one cases per one hundred thousand residents And that's the one that the CDC said use to determine if people have to wear masks indoor. I find it interesting that every other metric is in low transmission or moderate, yet the only one that's requiring masks is insubstantial. The positivity rate in the county is 2%. And by the way, think about this. That's even lower than it actually is. Here's why. Who goes to get tests now? Only people that have symptoms and feel like crap, right? No one's just going to get random tests anymore. No. We know so much now. This isn't like, let's go test it. So maybe you got to get tested for work. Maybe you got to get tested to travel. Maybe you got to get tested to whatever. So a 2% positivity rate amongst people who believe they either may have it or have to get, that's extremely low. And yet we're still forcing vaccinated people. And again, I said it in the summer when the CDC and now every jurisdiction in the country for the most part says, regardless of vaccination status, you have to do X, Y, and Z. It was the biggest mistake 
Uh, it continues to be the biggest mistake. And then you have Dr. Fauci, who I said has gone from the pinnacle, in my opinion, the pinnacle of, of, of the authority to now no one listens to this guy. And by the way, he's an easy interview. Everyone gets him on. He's a media hog. He just wants to be interviewed. I got to get him on my podcast. Yeah, no, you should. He'll, he'll do it. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I guarantee you can get him on this podcast because uh, yeah. he, he hasn't met an interview he doesn't want to do. I think and he said this weekend. Basically, he was asked by, by Margaret Brennan, Brennan, in, I believe, from CBS, uh, you know, about Christmas. And he said, it's too soon to tell if you could visit your relatives or have a normal Christmas or something to that effect. Now, in his defense, a little, he was referring, I believe, to children and particularly unvaccinated. But just the messaging, because even the even NPR and CBS and NBC and MSNBC, the headline was Dr. Fauci says it's too soon to tell if we could have Christmas or a normal Christmas. Are you kidding me? Is he seeing what's going on in football stadiums around the country? And by the way, since football season started, where millions and millions of students and, and in the South, the case rates have gone down. The Delta variant cases have plummeted, right? What is he? We're living in two universes here with this pandemic now. We have to move forward. Like, well, this guy I, I you know and um when dan always says that we never make the argument on this podcast about how um you know people are supposed to you gotta have dan on dan, dan's coming on next oh god yes oh my lord he makes both of us look like i mean yeah. he he says that we never argue about the fact that the okay fine this is the um you know, the whatever flu or not flu, but the COVID of the unvaccinated, right? The the pandemic mm-hmm. of the unvaccinated. But he, yeah. he says for every ICU bed they're taking up that we're putting ourselves in danger because if you or I or I, our family member needed that bed and they're full, we're going to pay the price because, mm-hmm. you know, we still don't all wear masks. So let, me ask, we don't- let me let me ask Dan then this. What's Dan's policy? Like, I love these liberals who come out these woke individuals and, and, and espouse, oh, you know, the beds are being taken and then what's your policy? What does Dan want everyone to do from a policy standpoint that's not being done? I'm assuming he's for mandates. I'm assuming he's for passports. I'm assuming he's for. Yep. I think all those things. Yeah. Okay. But, does Dan also believe that if a venue or a restaurant says only vaccinated people can come in, you still have to wear a mask? I'm sure he probably does, right? So basically, Dan is going to be in a mask in perpetuity in his entire life, which. I that, Look, I'm with you. I, that's what I say to him. And I'm like, what incentive is there then to get your kids vaccinated, to get. There is none. Uh, uh, that, you know, and he's like, well, there's just always going to be dummies. And, you know, we we yeah, also so? uh, that I say the same thing. I, I will by ask the way, him. I'm his- telling you right now. And, and, I, and this isn't you know me saying this. This is medical experts. Kids wearing masks all the time and kids wearing masks outside. Their bodies will not be able to fight other infection diseases. 
they are creating low immunity. I'm telling you, it's a huge mistake what we're doing to our children right now. We've created fear for for almost very, very, very little risk, right? Very little concern. Kids, <sighs> kids are not getting really sick. They're not going to the hospitals. They're not taking up hospital beds. Um, they're just not. They're just not. And the other thing I love about liberals or, or like the really progressives. Yeah. I believe in science. I believe in science. Follow the science. They got the signs are all on the lawns when you walk around the neighborhood. We follow the science in this house. Oh, really? What, what, what is the science behind some of the things you're doing? What's the science behind your kid wearing a mask outside? Tell me. Tell me. I'd love to hear it. Like, if you're going to follow the science, then follow the science. But there's no science that supports it. I don't there's think no there science is. that supports vaccinated people are at the same risk as unvaccinated because they're not. Now, if you're not telling me the truth and vaccinations don't work, well, then tell me the truth. But that's not what they're saying. So, look, I agree. We, I even we've, see... talk, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it, the, the messaging has just been atrocious. At, you know, cancellations of outdoor events. And, you know, I mean, what a gorgeous weekend this was in Montgomery County. How great would it have been to have an Oktoberfest, right? Look, they were having one one state over in Virginia. I mean, it, it... never mind one state over. Friday night at the University of Maryland, 20 minutes away. They had 54,000 people, plus staff, plus players, in the stadium with no masks. So you explain to me the science behind that. There is none. People are, they're not leaders. They make bad decisions based on arbitrary information, or not arbitrary, right? Arbitrary, they're, they're subjective, arbitrary decisions that just, like, enough. I mean, you have the Cherry Blossom race. You have the Boston Marathon this Monday. Or actually, that was yesterday. Oh, no, a week from Monday. Uh, Yet, oh, Marine Corps Marathon's canceled. You had the parks half. But yet, we're going to cancel the Army 10 Miler. Like, what? I I don't get it either. All right, let's move on. Lots to talk about. How do you, okay, do you have any? Bring Dan on. I know. I really want him to because I I think it would be just such a great debate. Um. I'll work on that. However, what do you think about all the Facebook stuff? So, you know, 60 Minutes had the big whistleblower on on Sunday night. I caught the highlights um, who, you know, she said essentially the algorithm is completely skewed that the stories that get the most attention are these ones, whether real or fake, that divide us as a, you know, race topics, political topics, women's issues, you know, the, the ones that get the most. How did you feel about that? And then Facebook and Instagram, of course, go down yesterday. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg apparently loses $6 billion. Now he's like the sixth richest guy behind Bill Gates. I, not that we care about any of that. Lots of conspiracy theories about why that went down. Anything, do, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you not really care? I, you so know. I so here's why I don't care. It's a non-story. And here's why. Everyone knows social media is bad for kids. Everyone knows it's been, it's fat shaming, uh, you, you know, or, you know, it's hurtful to, you know, young girls' uh, psyche and, you know, their self-esteem. Like, who didn't know this? So, like, yeah, okay. Did we know that Facebook was, knew it, like, had, like, data that supported it? No. 
but we probably believed it. Yeah. Right? Come on. Like, we knew this. And, and, and the fact that, like, you know, there's been there's been movies on this and story. There's been like TV episodes about how the algorithms on Facebook just continuously feed you the crap and the stuff that gets you angry and the stuff, you know, and you become like your mind becomes almost addicted to those types of stories. And that's all come. We knew all this. So you think it's just the whistleblower, the whole thing kind of non-starter. Yeah. Non-starter. Non-story. Non-story. She was there two years. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, to me, we knew it. Yet we still do it. Right. I mean, the kid thing is a little bit more, yeah, listen, if they have data that says it's harmful to children, yet they're still using the same algorithms and not adjusting for, for the user. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's a story. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, to me, if you interviewed a hundred people right now, ninety nine point nine would say they know social media is terrible. They know Instagram. They know that like the self esteem and you know young young girls are trying to like keep up with how people look. Most people only post the positive stories on that. Yet they're you know having issues in their personal life. They're depressed or whatever. Uh, the TikTok videos, you know, people destroying bathrooms and taking weird concoctions and jumping off things yeah like it's all for attention it, and then everybody ones up everybody yeah it's all for your likes a, like is this a, is this a surprise that's why i think it i don't want to say it's it's been covered but i don't feel like it's all over the place right i feel like like i don't think this was some earth-shattering whistleblower like oh my god like you know they're they're putting toxic chemicals in the water and people are dying type thing right I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Lower. Well, you have the option to delete it. I mean, you you have the option to not go on. Now, of course, you know they're making apps that keep you on longer. It's very addicting. We do know that. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised to hear that face that Mark Zuckerberg is about profit over safety. Yeah, and I McDonald's mean, McDonald's puts a lot of salt on their fries, and I want them every day, but I don't eat them every day. I know, like, listen, here's the thing. I do think you need social media. Unfortunately. If you're a 15 year old girl to not be on social media is like that's not a reality right you're going to be on it because your friends are on it you need to know what's going on so to to say that they're not so should the companies that are driving those social media sites care about how they're manipulating or what their algorithms are doing to the psyche of children? Yes, they should, a hundred percent. But my point is, this isn't a shock. Like, are you shocked by this information? Like a true whistleblower? Oh my god! No, and it's hard because it's also like, which is sad, by the way. The fact that we're not shocked is actually sad that we knew this and yet we still consume and use and get tracked and you know. I mean, listen, we've all done it. You know, you mentioned you're going to buy a new suit. Mention, not even look it up, and you're getting a hundred thousand ads on new suits. Yeah, right, right. Your like, your phone is spying on you. It is you. Oh, you absolutely. You give up all that privacy to basically be right. connected twenty four seven. Well, that just cracks and- me up. And you know, I, I have someone who who said to me a hundred times that you know these anti vaxxers are afraid that the shot is going to somehow the government is yet they all have cell phones. They're all being tracked. Like, come on, like, stop with your, you know, fake outrage about the shots versus like, come on, 
Yeah. Um, what did you think about the Pandora paper, the papers? A lot of people are trying to make a huge thing about this. Um, you know, it's like the biggest expose of oh, kind of billionaires, so, some celebrities, man. including Shakira. They all house all this money overseas in different shells. So, so this is similar to the whistleblower thing for me. Boring. Like, we didn't know this. Billionaires hide money. Billionaires have, like, come on. They have for how many years? Right. Yeah, and I do mean, we think offshore that- accounts and doing all kinds of shit and tax evading taxes? And like, come on, this isn't like we didn't know this. I agree. I don't know what this was like. I mean, it was like the biggest story, like Washington Post, all this stuff. And I'm like, we didn't think that, now again, like Vladimir Putin isn't named specifically, but like his best friend, his late best friend. Uh, and yeah, I'm well, like, the stories came out about Putin about how, yeah. We're shocked that that guy. And a kid and a $4 million apartment. Oh, yeah. Like that's shocking. <laughs> the fact that it's only one, I figured it was like 10. <laughs> he only has like, a couple seriously. illegitimate children. That's the, that's he's more. Freaking, he's freaking Vladimir Putin. You don't think he's like in every city in Russia, he's probably got some, you know. Somebody hiding and all kind. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> well, you know, no, I mean, we sort of talk about some of the biggest headlines. Those have been some of the biggest headlines. But to your point, they are kind of like, don't we know that? Like, you know, it's a lot of like princes from Middle Eastern countries. They're housing yeah. money. Are we shocked? I think the bigger I mean, story that we've covered here, I mean, bigger when I say you know, locally. So, You've been following the story about the Washington football team's head trainer who's under federal investigation. They raided the facility. His last name is Vermillion. Um, Give me more of the details and your thoughts. I've only read like, you know, just the... I don't have a lot of the details because they're not saying much. But so he uh, he's the head trainer. Obviously, he's the one who hands out some of the medicines and and so forth. Uh, He is... uh, they raided the Washington football team's facility uh, specifically for him and or because of him. Uh, they're investigating him. He's under federal investigation for exactly what we're not sure. Uh, what's interesting to me, though, is he worked with Ron Rivera in Carolina. And Ron Rivera is not saying much. Now, mm. total speculation. There's nothing tying this to Ron Rivera or anything at this point. There's no one said Ron Rivera's. But I find it interesting that here's a guy who's under federal investigation and has a history with Ron Rivera back in Carolina. So just keep an eye on that. Okay, I'm sure so the you NFL's think- involved as well now. There's no way this is going down without the NFL NFL having been given a heads up or involved to some degree. Just stay tuned to this. You know, it's starting to pick up some momentum from a story standpoint. Um, I think it's a bigger deal than it seems right now. That's just my gut. Okay, so Vermillion is on leave. What is? What yeah. are they um, federally investigating specifically? We, we, they haven't really said. It, it's we believe it's around drugs or you know prescriptions or, but I don't believe he's a doctor. So there has to be a doctor involved somewhere. So we don't have a lot of information on that yet, specifically, or I haven't seen it exactly what he's being investigated for okay uh but but yeah to raid an nfl facility you know on a coach or a head trainer i should say that has a history with the current head coach back from carolina and all the way to here just yeah keep an eye on it okay yeah obviously something is going on right we're gonna yeah. we're gonna find out more um okay well while we're on the subject of sports what did you think i mean i kind of 
sort of anticlimactic, but it was a huge uh, Monday night football game. Oh, Brady. The Bucks and the Pats. Second highest um, NFL. Sunday night, thank you. Um, something like close to 29 million people tuned yeah, into that. Insane. Um, what did you think of the game? I, I, I honestly thought the entire thing was great. You know, listen, there's a lot of people who, just because from a competitive standpoint, don't like Brady. But even I think those people on Sunday night at least realized he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. He works exceedingly hard, always has keeps himself in shape, playing at 44 years old. So you had you had multiple things going on. Obviously, it's first game back in Foxborough, Gillette Stadium against the team where he won six Super Bowls. Um, you know, obviously left under you know, questionable circumstances with him and Belichick's relationship. But, you know, as it turns out, it seems like they spent about 20 minutes after the game, Belichick went to the locker room and, no one's saying what they actually said, but so that that's a positive. I thought the entire night was great. I thought they did. I thought the Patriots handled it. The team handled it really well. They played a, a like a montage video of his accomplishments before he came out. He comes out on the field. Uh, the offensive coordinator, McDaniel, who obviously Tom had a very good relationship. They hugged, they embraced, they chatted. I thought the fans handled it very well. They cheered for him. Yeah, that was good like for not, Boston. But when the game started, then they booed him. They didn't like <laughs> now you're you're not gonna beat our team, which was great. <laughs> exactly how they should have handled. Listen, you gotta respect what he did. He's an icon, a legend. He's on the Mount Rushmore of Boston sports. He may be on the Mount Rushmore of all sports. Yeah. Never mind Boston sports, uh, New England sports. Uh, so you know, I thought it was a great night. I thought it was handled very well. And, you know, in Brady fashion, you know, he drove, had the winning drive for the field goal to win the game 1917. So I, I thought it was a great night in sports. Uh, the only thing I was watching the coverage and, you know, NBC obviously had the game. They're all there live and I may have missed it. So I apologize to NBC, if I, NBC sports, if I missed it, but you know, this has happened a few times before yet Manning, Peyton Manning move from the Colts to the Broncos and win a Super Bowl. You've had Joe Montana, probably another, you know, listen, if you're going to argue who's the top quarterback of all time, to me, it's Montana and Brady. I think Brady wins easily, but it's Brady Montana. Yeah. Right. Montana left, you know, the 49ers to go to the Chiefs, didn't win a Super Bowl. So this, and I don't think they kind of covered that. I think they made it seem like this was extremely unique obviously no one's gone back to a team that's won six super bowls and all this other stuff but i you know if they covered that great if not i thought they should have at least kind of made that more of a point it's this this isn't like something that has never happened before yeah and there was i don't remember seeing that either because there was just i don't either but you know maybe, maybe i missed it ton of tribute what else in sports obviously um you know you talk baseball you continue to talk about the dodgers um (laughs) i hate it so much it seems like by the way i am if you go on twitter and just put in like major league baseball seedings or major league baseball playoff seedings it's a it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saying the exact same thing it it is mind-boggling that major league baseball so Real quick, Dodgers finished with 106 wins. 
Okay, yeah, keep second, going. But finished second in their division to the San Francisco Giants at 107. But because of that, when you win your division in Major League Baseball, there's three divisions, and you win your division, you automatically go to the divisional round, which is the best of five. So they don't reseed based on ratings. They just seed based on if you win your division, you're seeded one, two, three based on record. And the wild card is whoever finishes the next best record. And then so the fourth and the fifth best record play each other. So the Cardinals are going to play the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers have 106 wins. Dodgers could lose the first game. They're out, gone. And even if they win, Major League Baseball compounds their mistake with another mistake by not receiving in the second round, because you're going to have the Dodgers, if they win, have to go to the Giants. So you're going to have a team with 107 wins and a team with 106 wins. The two best teams in Major League Baseball, one of them will be gone after only five games. Mm. Yeah. Idiotic. Manfred, who's the, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, it's utterly idiotic, makes zero sense. It's not sports. It's not what competition should be. You're not crowning the true champion, World Series champion. It's, do you so think anything you, is going to change? Because obviously this yes, debate. Yes, I do. Because you do? Ma- okay. the, N- the NBA has changed. Hockey has changed. I, I think you have to change. Because you know what? You, you, you're, you're creating an environment in the playoffs that's just unfair. And by the way, you're, you're, you're diminishing the playoffs versus the full season and vice versa. And what I mean by that is you play 162 games. You win 106 of those. One team is better than you at 107. Just because that team happens to be in your division, you shouldn't get penalized for that. You're the second best team in baseball. You should be the second seed. So you want to reward a team for winning the division like the Atlanta Braves who have the fifth best record? Fine. You win your division, you get in. But that doesn't guarantee you. So what I believe should be taking place is San Francisco, the one seed, Dodgers, the two seed, Milwaukee, the three seed, St. Louis Cardinals, who are the wild card, fourth seed, Braves, who had the fifth worst record, or fifth best record, I should say. You're the fifth seed. Braves play Cardinals, and then you set it up where Milwaukee is playing the Dodgers, the Cardinals or Atlanta winner plays the Giants. And then you could set up where the Dodgers and the Giants could be in a seven-game series for the NL championship. The The fact that it's not like that, to me, it just... You're going to have one of the best teams of all of baseball out after the first divisional series. That's what Major League Baseball wants? That makes no sense. By the way, Dodgers can lose tomorrow. They're gone. Won 106 games. They lose one game to the Cardinals, a playing game, gone. See you later. How does that make sense? (laughs) Anyway, idiotic. Well, no, rant about it. I mean, I would would think, you know, yeah, because you've kind of talked about this every week, and I've just wondered if there's any – I, if it looks like I, anything's going to change, listen, you know, in the end it's, you know, whatever it is, what it is, but I just, as a sports fan and from a competitive standpoint, just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Uh, you got the, you got the Yankees Boston tonight for the one game playoff. We'll see who gets in college football's just been outstanding this year. It's just, as I get older, the more I am just really enjoying college football on a Saturday, the games, the fans, maybe it's because we had a year away from it. Right. COVID, but just to see those students and the fans and the jump arounds and the screaming and the whiteouts at Penn state and 
the, the, the roll tide stuff in Alabama and Michigan and on and on and on. It's just, it's really, really good to say. Don't tell Fauci though. By the way, <laughs> my wife said we should have Christmas at Penn State because then no one could say anything. 100, 111,000 of us should actually have Christmas on in Penn State. I, I just don't think any, I, like, just to go back to that for a minute, I don't think anyone's listening anymore. I, no, I really no don't. Listening to him at all. I, I don't no, he, think he's people in, care. He's in an alternate universe. And listen, I get people are still dying. I get the hospital thing. Sure. But at some point, you know what? I'm for mandates. Get people vaccinated. But unless you're going to go around and pick them up in a van and for like, you know, at some point we're going to be at herd immunity. Maybe we're close. You know, let's hope there's not another variant. Let's hope we could get to an endemic. Hopefully this Merck pill. If oh, yeah, that could COVID, be a game changer. Yeah, you know, that that. I mean, my only concern with that, you know, everyone's applauding it and they should. But the unvaccinated may say, well, you know what? Now there's a pill. So if I do get it, I'll take the pill and I'll be fine. Which right? I don't know enough about like the, the uh, they're they, saying they essentially say the pill take reduces, it. They say the pill reduces your chances of getting really sick by 50%. And you got to take it, though, like right when you start to get the symptoms. Well, as think. soon as you get symptoms, yeah. yeah. So you'd have it in your house and, you know, you'd basically take it, I guess, right? I mean, that could be, a, but I'm assuming, obviously, if you've been vaccinated and you have COVID and, and you take And by the way, this, unless it's a child and you're unvaccinated, back to hospital things that Dan's concerned, and I know this, you know, hospitals may not be able to do this, but I think insurance companies can. If you're unvaccinated, we don't cover you anymore. That's it. If you get, we'll cover you for other medical conditions, but not COVID. You think that's un-American, get, though? Do you think that's bananas? No, you no don't. it's not bananas. No, sorry. Get vaccinated. or Hi, if you don't wear a seatbelt, I think. Well, it's true. You get cover. a fine. And yeah. Or, hey, if you speed, you know, or if you're drinking and driving, insurance doesn't have to necessarily cover you. That's true. I, they or, have the right to not co- to not cover yeah, you. I mean, I mean, there's there's some legal legalities there and stuff. But, oh, and by the way, or they cover you with a much higher cost. You know, you can get right. insurance, Hospitals but you're going to pay a lot more. Have to, they should prioritize vaccinated COVID, vaccinated non-COVID. Uh, the unvaccinated patients, COVID, should get the lowest priority. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, what do you want to talk about politics-wise? Obviously, um, the- oh, it's a, you know, Democrats are having a very difficult time with both you know, they're holding on the infrastructure bill. Yeah, I want to hear your it, thoughts. The, the 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 bring back or be back America, basically social giveaway, Bernie Sanders bill, I call it. They wanted it to be $3.5 Thank goodness for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sienema, who are saying no way. Um, so, uh, you know, now I think Biden went to the Hill yesterday and met with the progressives who obviously won even more than 3.5 trillion saying, listen, this thing's going to be around one, five to two, two. You need to settle in on that. What's your priorities? We'll see where Manchin and Sienema come in. Uh, good for Joe Manchin. Good for Kristen Sienema because three, four, we don't need a $3.5 trillion boondoggle right now. Climate change, this, you know, listen, they're all good things. Yeah, what are you some know, of the ones that you're not thrilled? You know, the big thing is... Um, well, kinder, you know, universal kindergarten or pre-care, hey, pre-daycare, I'm here whatever. For that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
listen, this stuff's good. But- uh, 400000 though, isn't that the cut? You're going to get, uh, basically, you're going to get child care, money for child care. You're going to get money, you know, you have a kid, yeah, up to so 400000 dollars 450000 that's a lot. Demo- Demo- Democrats and liberals are famous for the using these, like, pay your fa- the wealthy need to pay their fair share. The major... And I've said this before, 400000 is a very, very good income. Don't get me wrong. Very good. For most cities across the country, yeah. You're not rich. You're not rich. Not, and not if you got well, two or three me, kids. Let me rephrase. You're not, you're not wealthy. You're not the way the Democrats are describing you in San Francisco, L.A., Chicago. New York, New York City. Washington, D.C. You're just not. You're you're you're. you're upper income but my point is pay your fair share what does that even mean what do you some of these people who work for a company who don't have tax loopholes and all this other crap don't own their own business you make four hundred thousand you're oh you are paying your fair share yeah you're paying one hundred fifty thousand probably in federal income tax that's bananas yeah think so that's not your fair share you should pay more than that aren't really referring though more they want to really tax more well, than they one. say that but that but then make it 600 grand or make it but they don't right and then the bananas of it is you know you know they they, they have you know the tax so so i've said this before i think you should have a flat tax N- number two i think if you don't have a flat tax i think it should be geographically based right if you make $400,000 in Peoria, Illinois, or Beaumont, Texas, or whatever, um, I'm just making up cities, you know, $400,000, you are rich. Oh, if you make yeah, 400 yeah. grand in San Francisco, you're not rich. So to me, there should be an, a, a geographic, somehow, adjustment on that. Again, not, not easy to do. You're probably making the tax code more complicated, which isn't great. It's already complicated enough. So that's why I'm for a flat tax. Yeah, flat tax seems um, like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but this narrative about wealthy and corporate, it's just, you know, it's old. It's just, you know, and then they come out with these polls. You know, 73% of people think the rich should pay more. Oh, shit. Like, (laughs) seriously, who's not going to say yeah to that? Good point. Good question. I know it's been beat into us. 97%. Well, of course. Who's going to argue with that? Is I mean, there anything else, though, in so this? Real quick. According, yeah. according, according, hold on. According to uh, the Tax Foundation, I believe it is, because of COVID. Now, I preface that by saying because of COVID and people making, you know, getting the federal relief money and the unemployment and all that stuff, 61% of Americans did not pay federal income tax in 2020. Think about that. The normal, the normal is around fifty percent. That's about forty-seven to fifty-one percent in any given year. Do not pay federal income. Now they're making low money, and they probably shouldn't pay much. Don't sure. get me wrong. But the top two to three percent of the the owners are paying such an, an inordinate amount of the total percentage to then vilify them. The other, real quick, the other Democratic uh, campaign and uh, uh, bill slogan uh, or slogan they use to try to help pass legislation is the working class. The working class. Well, you know what? 
just because you're making a lot of money doesn't mean you don't work your butt off, right? People people who make a lot of money, whether you're a doctor, attorney, whatever, sometimes you're working 12, 15-hour days. You've sacrificed a ton. You've moved. You've, you've Well, a ton of money in college, too, on, in medical loan. Uh, yeah, you've taken on a, you know, a tremendous amount of loan debt. To, to be a doctor, to, to go to law school, to be, you know, an engineer or whatever. So don't, those are working class people too. So I, I just, the entire narrative bothers me, always has, you know, I busted my butt to get where I am. You have, other people have. So don't, don't condemn that. Don't, don't, they make it almost like when they say working class, they're really talking about union workers or, you know, retail workers. And that's fine. But then use another definition, right? I, it just bothers me that they're trying, they almost make it like working hard and succeeding is a bad thing. You should get penalized that for to start a small business and employ six people. Somehow you're not, you know, yeah. you, should, you should pay more. You're not doing enough. You're not working class. It just drives me nuts. Else in this bill that you think uh, that that like is really ridiculous or um, you know that's um, I mean personally I don't think we should be spending you know two trillion dollars on anything right now but and I've said this before the Republicans have given up the high ground on so-called fiscal conservatism they've spent they spent so much money yeah. on Trump you know the, I will have people who say to me oh the the rich got the brakes under Trump. Well, I actually paid more taxes on a percentage basis under Trump than I did under Obama, which I know sounds weird because he lowered some of the thresholds, but there was no deductions, assault deductions, and some of these other things. So, you know, uh, that's not necessarily true. Maybe with the high, high earners, that is true. And the corporations, for sure, they lowered the corp corporate tax rate. Um, you know, listen, I, I think Manchin is on point. You know, that's why I really he's he's a moderate. He said he'll, he'll, he'll go for the corporate taxes going from 21 to 25 rather than 28. He'll spend one point five. He says this is his top. I think he'll go a little higher to one eight. Oh, the liberals hate uh, him. Oh, he is well, not well liked. Do, but you know what? This country is not progressive. They get they get they get the most press. They get the headlines. The AOCs are the one get the headlines. But I've said this before. When I, you know, when, when I was in my 30s and 40s, I thought this country was center right. I now think it moved to left. I think it's center left. But I don't think it's moved way left, and I don't think it's certainly not progressive. So I think you have to govern center left. And what what bothers me a little about Biden is, you know, I think he had a terrible summer. I think he's off to a bad fall. And you know. He campaigned as a moderate, but he's not he's not being a moderate. And you know, we'll see where the bill You think he's up. being too progressive. Yeah. So what I mean by that is I don't think Biden should have been forced by Manchin to lower the 3.5 threshold. Hmm. I think he should have done it himself. If he was a true moderate, there's no way he would have come out at 3.5 trillion. He would have come out in the one five to two. So He's making Manchin a moderate who's very similar to him in his in his thinking historically. He's making Manchin look bad to the liberals because Joe wasn't true to what he said he was going to be, which was a moderate. So he actually, I think, hurt Manchin. He hurt Sienema. He's made them targets when he didn't have to. 
but this was the Bernie bill. He, he, you know, he, he, he gave, you know, he acquiesced to Bernie Sanders and that wing of the party on the 3.5 trillion and tried to get it through. And, you know, so, and infrastructure, which is actually a very good bill, bipartisan, roads, bridges, schools, da, 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 still hasn't passed yet. Yeah. So I think the Dems are in a world of hurt right now. I really do. You do. Yeah. And I think you're seeing it in Virginia. I think McAuliffe against Youngkin. You think it's going to be close? It's, I, I, well, the polls say it's going to be close, whether... It ends up being close. I think depends on turnout and, you know, you know, you get out the vote and, you know, you got, you know, little, you know, what, four weeks from today, I believe. Do you think Yunkin has a chance? My gut tells me in the end, because of Northern Virginia and McCall's history in the state, he pulls it out two to three polls, maybe three. But I think. That's probably six points closer than this race should have been. And you right? think that that is? I think that I think this should have been a McCulloch by seven, seven to ten. Yeah, you know, listen, former governor, Democratic legislator, Democratic go- current governor. He could raise a lot of money. He's a known quantity. The state didn't collapse under him. You know. You know, four years ago when he was governor, I, you know, it's interesting that the Cook Report made it a, a toss-up. I believe the Richmond paper had it uh, a call of two to three, but that's five to six, seven points closer than it should be. So, is, is that a sign of things to come? I was going to say, House wow. Next year, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, sometimes these one-offs, especially state races, don't necessarily translate to you know, the federal house and, and Senate races. So it'll be interesting to see. But um, uh, what do you want to end with, uh, you know, today? Is there anything else, um, you know, anything you've been watching, anything yeah. else you you want to rant about? No, I'm, I'm excited to listen to your uh, Lenny Dykstra podcast. It's probably, when will that come out? Tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. My friend mm-hmm. Lenny Dykstra is going to be on today, uh, the Sarah Fraser show. And I, I cannot wait to hear. He has I'm excited about so that. many thoughts. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about so nails will be on. By the way, what would you want to know from Lenny Dykstra? You know, you're a longtime baseball fan. You know, you're a sports fan, obviously. Listen, you... I was a huge Met fan, you know, back then. I I just You followed you know, Lenny Dykstra's shenanigans to some degree. What do you think is Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yes and no. No, you know, I uh, I don't think there's anything I'd specifically want to know. I listen, he was a he was a great player, right? And um his off the field stuff, I don't know, whatever. I don't really, you know, that's not me to care about, right? But um, Okay, well, I care about all that stuff. His yeah, friendship so with sure Charlie be- Sheen, stealing from porn stars, allegedly, their jewelry. Uh, you know, then he tried to hook up with Lena Dunham, um, you know, the girl star from HBO. <laughs> it's just, you know, with Lenny, there's so many avenues. Yes. She tweeted yeah. that she was into Major League Baseball players, and then he tweeted back, nice. you know. Nails Let's Nation go. that yeah and then it went from yeah. <laughs> it went from there so he's my kind of guest I can't wait to uh you know I just don't think that they're gonna make I don't think that people like Lenny are gonna exist anymore they don't seem to in major league sports you know you don't get I don't think they're really I mean maybe Draymond Green to some degree but nobody's really outspoken like that no not to that degree anymore no 
They don't want that also, attention. You know, Le- I think Lenny's rise and fall was pretty much pre-social media, right? For yes. the most part. Yes. Yeah. So it would be rough today. Uh, I think it would have been even. Yeah. I would, well, that entire Mets team would have been rough under social media, right? Oh, they so, couldn't have even existed. I mean, can you imagine in the in the post era of Me Too and Times Up, those guys out in New York City, plus all the drugs, plus all the. I mean, it just wouldn't even. I mean, so Britney Spears looks like she's getting away from her dad officially, right? Great yeah. News. What do you think about that? Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting. Bill Maher did a rant. He's like, enough already. All right. You know, all these people came yeah. out. You guys, I mean, everybody's wasted a ton of time following this. Yeah, Fine. She's free. Congrats. But this is. Move re- on. If you guys put as much effort into this as some social issues, you know, we'd be in a totally different state. And I, I thought that was yeah. a good point. People really yeah. got into this. I'm actually I like Bill Maher. You know what? I don't always agree with him. I agree with him sometimes. I agree with him. He'll call out both sides. He's not afraid to call out his liberal uh, woke friends, but at the same time, he'll he'll crush the Republicans when he needs to, or conservatives, or stars, and cancel culture, and all this other stuff. So, you know, I I really enjoy his. But I mean, not not. But I guess I'll end on this. I mean, this for me, it's all about you know we talked we talked about how when all this started and safe spaces and drowning out speakers at colleges. To me, that's when we really started going wrong. Yeah, let people yeah. all speak. You have to listen, right? Yeah. And social media and some of these other things just can try to drown out opposition. And, you know, if you talk about Facebook and stuff, they're almost giving, and I'm not, again, I'm not condoning this, what people want in their real lives, right? They only want stories on Facebook that they're interested in. And they only want to hear people whose positions they believe in. And that's just wrong. And we will not grow as a society unless that changes. Like you, listen, I have some very, very, very liberal friends. I mean, to the point of like. But that's great because, you know, there was. To the point, the point they completely irritate. I'm talking about progressive, woke. Crap, right? But they're good friends, and we chat, and we talk rationally. And you know what? We have dinner. I don't agree with them. But, but you know, you're a rarity. Point. I make my point. Because a lot I, of I, people I say. Am I, though? I don't know if I am. I think social media highlights the divisiveness. I do yeah. think most Americans can talk, communicate, and get along. I do. I be, and maybe I'm naive to think that, but I, I do. I really do. And maybe maybe I'm fortunate because I get to run a station that's very diverse, people from all different backgrounds. So, you know, I grew up in a diverse community. I live in a diverse community. So, you know, maybe I am, you know, fortunate from that standpoint. But um, the political ideology and the divisiveness, it just, and I don't know how to stop it, but it has to stop. It just does. Well, I think you're beginning to see people, you know, uh, to your point about Bill Maher. I think people are trying to do more shows where they they talk about, you know, talk to people from both sides. By the way, Jon Stewart is going to do a new show on Apple TV. You think that will be a lot of people are saying it will kind of go head to head with Bill Maher's show. Um, Yeah, I I haven't seen it. Is it on yet? No, I don't think it started. It's called The Problem Is or something. And anyway, so supposedly Jon Stewart. I've I've seen the uh, ads because I love watching... um, 
Big Ted Lasso, big morning show fan. Love it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, people, I think people are starting to come around to, you know, and I do think the good thing yeah. about highlighting how toxic Facebook and Instagram is, is hopefully it's going to give people a lot of pause when they see these stories popping yeah. up to go, okay, yeah. well, we know this is being circulated by Facebook to basically, yeah. you know, make them more money, more engagement. Yeah. Anyway, where do people follow you? Uh, we better end because Victoria's going to have uh, yeah, she's yeah. Gonna yell at us 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to listen to this crap. I know. Long. She has other serious <laughs> things to do here. Okay. Uh, Patrick, GM, Fox 5. All right. We'll see you next week, Patrick. All right, Sarah. Bye. brought to you by Fox. I said she still has a key card and they never changed the locks. So here she is. She's Sarah Brady. brought to you by Fox. Let's go.